Well, hello, friends. I thought that after yesterday, in particular, after the, let's not call it a commemoration, let's call it a, a kind of a memory of what happened a year ago and the anti-democratic movement, small d, that has been launched by Trump and his followers, uh, it would be useful to talk a little bit about a word that I use a lot. Uh, it's tenacity. You know, I sometimes hear from people who tell me they've been fighting for years for the common good, uh, for social justice, for a stronger democracy, for a sustainable environment. And they tell me they're burned out. I'm done. One of my former students wrote me last week. She, she has been in the trenches for more than three years at a nonprofit dedicated to environmental justice, putting in 10 to 12 hour days, often six and sometimes seven days a week. Uh, she wrote, maybe I've made a small difference, but it's not worth it. I've taken, well, it's taken a terrible toll on me. I, I, I have to get a life. I quit. Those were her words. Well, I understand. Regressive forces that are opposing positive social change are huge and powerful. The moneyed interests have almost unlimited resources. The right-wing anti-social media have seemingly unlimited reach, and racism, xenophobia, outright lies seem to be growing louder. In the short term, and I mean even over three or four years, positive social change can appear an impossible task. The road is very long, and it is filled with potholes. But let me be absolutely clear with every one of you, nothing worth doing can get done in the short term. Even under the most favorable circumstances, social change never occurs quickly. One of my dearest and oldest friends, a fellow named Fred Wertheimer, has been fighting for voting rights and campaign finance reform now for over 40 years. When I spoke to him recently, he told me that he thought there was a good chance that Senate Democrats would support the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Enhancement Act, and they would carve out a voting rights exception to the filibuster. Well, I hope Fred is right. But what really astonishes me about Fred is his tenacity. He keeps fighting, no matter what. If Senate Democrats fail, Fred will just keep fighting. Almost 30 years ago, in the months before Bill Clinton moved into the White House, Fred asked me if Clinton was committed to reforming campaign finance laws. I assured Fred that he was, because Clinton told me so. After the election, when I pressed the president-elect about it, he told me to check in with the then-Democratic Speaker of the House, Tom Foley. Foley's response when I asked him, it will never happen. Well, I expected Fred to be dismayed when I relayed it back to him. But to the contrary, he said, well, we have more work to do. You see, Fred didn't see it as a defeat. He saw it for exactly what it was, a clear message that those who wanted campaign finance reform had to work harder, had more work to do before it could become a reality. And that's what I mean. The history of social reform, women's suffrage, civil rights, labor rights, LBGTQ rights, and so on, confirms the central importance of tenacity. A few years ago, I spoke with Stacey Abrams, who had just lost her bid to be Georgia's governor, to Republican Brian Kemp, who was then Georgia's Secretary of State. Like Fred, Abrams is one of the most tenacious people I've ever met. She, she served in the Georgia legislature for 10 years. She saw voter suppression firsthand. 
When Kemp was Georgia's Secretary of State, he oversaw the purge of hundreds of thousands of voter registrations. Yet Abrams' defeat in that election did not seem to phase her. She promptly turned to organizing voters. When I talked to her, she said, I'm optimistic, we're going to win. Her organizing paid off, by the way, in Democrats' huge wins in Georgia in 2020. Abrams recently announced that she will be running for governor in 2022. So how do reformers maintain their strength and commitment over so many years? Continuous activism is exhausting. Burnout is a constant hazard. What's the secret to their tenacity? Well, I can think of three. First, they pace themselves. They don't put in 10-hour days, six or seven days a week, as did my former students. Most put in normal working days. They take weekends and holidays off. They understand that they're in a marathon, which they can't possibly win if they go all out continuously. They are patient with themselves. Secondly, they're part of a team or a group that helps one another. They trade off the hardest work among themselves so no single member of the group has to do it continuously. They buoy each other's spirits. They share jokes and humorous anecdotes. They watch out for each other's mental and physical health. And thirdly, they find opportunities to celebrate victories, no matter how small those victories are. Big victories are very rare, but small ones. You know, getting a particular city to enact a progressive measure or convincing some holdouts to join the movement or getting even a favorable news story. Those small victories do occur. And when they do, people who are in it for the long haul celebrate them, boosting everyone's morale and illustrating the possibilities for larger victories. Uh, There's a brilliant book by Adam Hochschild. Um, it's called Bury the Chains, and it relates the true story of 12 people, a, a printer, a lawyer, a clergyman, nine others. They were united by their hatred of slavery. They met in early 1787 in a London print shop, uh, and they began a grassroots movement to end the British slave trade. Now, it seemed, it seemed impossible at the time. The slave trade was hugely profitable. The British establishment was getting rich off it. But <clears throat> for the next 30 years, 30 years, the leaders of that movement stuck with it. And finally, in 1807, legislation was passed in both the Commons and the Lords in London, in Britain, bringing an end to Britain's involvement in that trade. The bill received royal assent in March, and the trade was made illegal from May 1st, 1807. How did they do it? Well, not only did they ponder and pioneer a development of techniques that have been adopted by social movements ever since, from consumer boycotts to wall posters and lapel buttons and celebrity endorsements, they had it all. But here's the thing, they found ways to sustain themselves. They paced themselves for the long haul. They helped one another along the way. And they celebrated even small victories.